Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Two Half Squads, the only cast on the net dedicated 100% to the greatest game in the world, and that is... Advanced Squad Leader. Of course it is. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm Dave. And we talk about Advanced Squad Leader. We're going to do that for the next hour. If you are tuning in to us for the first time and you don't play Squad Leader, we suggest you go somewhere else. No, we don't. Don't, don't we? No. Oh. We suggest you stay right here and go by. No, I think we should, by. let's be snooty tonight. <laughs> You're unworthy. Yes. You're unworthy. If you don't play Squad Leader, you should be ashamed of yourself. Go buy the game. You really should, uh, because you'll want to be the only one in your town that plays squad leader. <laughs> that is not true. No, I'm kidding. But I was thinking, uh, I was thinking we should have an advanced squad leader cruise, where all of the players could get together and go on a cruise and play squad leader. And I figured, you know, the SS Minnow would probably be uh, about the right size. We wouldn't need anything too big. Yeah, but I don't want to do a cruise. I always gain like five or ten pounds on those on a cruise. Yeah, yeah. I just, well, it's August twenty fifth. Yes, and this is episode number twenty four. It is twenty four, isn't it? Yes, it is, Tim. and it really is twenty four. Last time we we got our episode numbering uh, turned around a little last time because we recorded one and then held it and then recorded another one and posted that first. And anyway, it's only it's only confusing if you are paying attention when you listen. <laughs> Which, you know, I never do. So why should anybody else? But uh, So we had some fun that last episode, or the episode before, where we did that live one. That was sort of interesting. We did. It was quite different. Yep. It was live, sort of. We had, um, well, while we were recording, we were live on the web, so people could listen to us, and then there was a chat room going on, and, and, and there was quite a bit going on. I think we were hoping to get more vocal quality from we were we were right? spoke and we were hoping to have people where they could actually call in and join in like a group discussion but uh, the technology um you know we can probably get the technology working and i'm even wondering do we really need it working it was kind of interesting but do we need that well i the best i thought what worked well is doing the quiz show format where people were typing in yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that made a very, very excellent interactive little segment. Yeah, yeah, that you're right. That was, that was pretty good. But in playing the show back then afterwards, if if you weren't on there live, it was it might have been a little confusing to to try to listen to that. In fact, one of our listeners, I think uh, we should hang this one on the wall because it's the is are it we, the first are, email we ever got that well, wasn't one hundred percent positive. Are we are we playing the um, theme song? Your new theme song. Oh, for the uh, for the news for the mail. Oh, for the mail. Oh, yes, we are. Yeah, let me. Yeah, of course. Does anybody enjoy this as much as we do? <laughs> and are we lame? <laughs> it's just so catchy. All right, stop it. Okay. We have that new VMX, is that right, radio? And our new Hyundai? Oh, yes, right. Or, yeah, XM radio or something. XM, something like that. Yeah. It's free for like three months. And it's, I got to tell you, my my daughter, she's going in eighth grade, listening to the 40s 
channel. It, it, there's something just really cool about it. That is cruising cool, around. Yeah. I drive slower because I, and that's not a bad thing, people. No, having me slow down on the road. That would. Jeff, that's not a bad. Jeff I'll rode attest with me to, to that. Jeff rode with me to Gen Con. <laughs> the ride so. there wasn't bad. The ride back was a little. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's all those idiots on the road ahead of me. That was it. If you could get, get them off the road. Yeah. Next time so, we'll reserve the road. Anyway, driving around to the 40s stuff, even the 50s, there's a lot of that that's really cool. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I feel like my dad, though. Yeah. I remember being in the backseat of the car, and he'd have on these radio stations with yeah. this calming music and stuff. So I don't know. I thoroughly enjoy that. Well, I like Whatever. the 40s. I, I especially like the 40s stuff because it reminds me of Squad Leader, which is... <laughs> which, speaking of, we have a letter. We have a letter. We have a letter from a guy, from our dear, dear friend. I guess he still qualifies as our dear friend. Of course he does. In spite of this letter. In, in spite of this. Uh, Do you know why, Jeff? Because your friends can be honest with you. Oh, well, that's true. So he is our friend. And this is from, actually, this was posted to us on Game Squad. And why can't I find the guy's name here at, Portal. at the moment? Uh, but we announced, that, anyway, on this show that we did that was live, he says... I have to give this live format a thumbs down, as I thought this episode was a disappointment. I'm sure everyone involved during the live session was having tons of fun. And he spelled tons, T-O-N-N-E-S, which makes me think he's from over the the big water. Or maybe he's from Canada. I think there was a squad leader scenario that used that spelling. Oh, this is is an English UK version of spelling, I think, of the word, yeah. Uh, But it didn't hold up well for an audience listening to the recording after the fact. Beyond the technical issues, the biggest problem was the lack of structure. Well, that's not the biggest problem. I I thought there were many other problems bigger. (laughs) Lack of structure for the whole show. Well, yeah, I guess guess that's true. Well, it was structured, but it was hard to um, work in the people's comments as we tried to flow. And it was our first time doing it also. Yeah. It was a little overwhelming, and I threw you right into it. I just said, "Okay, here we go," and uh, so you're watching the screen, and you're and you're you're like a deer in headlights. Yeah, it you didn't were, help. You'd locked onto the screen, and it, w- it was hard between the three of us too. I yeah. would gesture at someone to, to get their attention, and it didn't work out. Or, um, but but yeah, it, it just the, the question is, I think controlling that flow becomes a new a new um, problem when you're asking for f- feedback from people who aren't in the room with you and you don't know where they're going to take necessarily take the thing. Yeah. So, yeah. So we need a producer or something or I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, we appreciate that comment anyway and we hope you'll continue to listen. Um cuz we do we think about the show a lot and we're going to continue to try to make it interesting and informative and fun to listen to. So yeah. that you'll keep coming back. And Jeff, you think the biggest problem was the tech tech end of it with the cutting yeah. off of sentences or something yeah. yeah definitely and although i think the information on the flamethrowers you had mentioned to someone that you were thinking about redoing it to make sure the content got out there but i think the content was heard it's I, I went, it's very possible yeah yeah i went back and listened there. a second time yeah and found that i could understand the questions and the answers to the uh, stuff about flamethrowers so yeah i think it still stands up in that regard and of course the first time is always a little rough and We'll work on it. We're, we promise. And for those of uh, the others of you that r- wrote in for our shows, the last two shows, thank you very much. We're going to, uh, we always appreciate all the input. 
But we have uh, now. It's been since we did that last show. We have been on a little voyage, Dave and I. We went to Gen Con in Indianapolis, which was uh, which is not a big advanced squad leader convention, but it is a big gaming convention, and we had a great time. But I wondered why isn't it more of a squad leader? Convention? Well, I did too. Yeah, I mean there wasn't a lot of. There was a lot of war gaming there. Now that I think about it, there was you know, miniature war gaming. Yeah, and a lot of that access and allies. Access that was and very, allies. very highly represented. And someone was giving me the history about that. That used to be done. Was this Rich Spilkey on the phone? Maybe it used to be. They used to have ASL at Gen Con. It was run by a certain guy, maybe Rich Summers or someone. But um, he'd gotten worn out on trying to run it because I guess. And so it just kind of fell by the wayside. I wonder yeah. if that would be a great promotional venue for MMP. We should ask Keith about that. It's hard to know. Hard to know. I, I don't. I can't imagine a lot of people. Well, I take that back. I was going to say I can't imagine a lot of many people would go there and sit down to play a demo game of Squad Leader. Even if you set up tables and. Yeah, maybe not. There's so many games going on. We'd even stop and watch. Yeah, you know, it would be helpful to even have uh, six people playing there. Yeah, move a, move a tournament there, and yeah. have people just playing it so that it's visible. Yeah, people see the boxes. People will stop and look, like we looked at all the people playing the different games. Well, certainly from a promotional standpoint, I do wonder why MMP was not there, displaying their stuff in some manner. Well, it's expensive space. I think um, Ben. Told me it was over a thousand to yeah. get a section of space. Yeah, so probably. I don't know, but it's it's an interesting thought. But they had thirty thousand attendees, I think, and um, you know it certainly gets the name out there. Well, on Saturday, Dave and I wore our two half squad T-shirts. Uh huh. We looked like a couple of crazy <laughs> twins. Yeah, we did. I think we were more concerned about how we looked than anybody else was because a lot of people had, you know, T-shirts on from various manufacturers. And so. I did notice a lot of people were looking at our shirts. Not at my bulging muscles, you're saying. Oh, or my large stomach. Yeah. But, <laughs> no, they were actually reading yeah. the shirts. So I, I felt like we were getting a little advertising out there for the podcast and, yeah. and maybe for ASL. Yeah. I don't know if any of them went back and searched it, but they were definitely looking at the shirts. Of course, there's a lot of interesting shirts at Gen Con. Yeah. And we did. So we're walking up and down the aisles in the convention center, huge convention center, taking it all in and talking to a lot of different people. And we did meet one guy who looked at our shirts and he said, oh, advanced squad leader. Oh, the two half squads, advanced squad leader. I have heard of squad leader. No, I think he said I used to play play. squad leader. He used to play, yeah. That's right. So that was one connection. I think there were two more. Yeah. That, but <laughs> oh, then the artist. We talked to that artist. Yeah, and he. I think he had also said he had played before. Yeah. So, and then um, so we we twittered out to our many fans that uh, we were going to be Greg. Greg, we, we apologize. Yeah, among others, whoever else follows us on Twitter. But we had sort of had this plan to to meet at this one Irish pub uh, that's not too far from the convention center, and we would meet there on Saturday night. So <laughs> Dave and I, we went there and. You know, kind of got a nice big table. <laughs> we did that. We got a normal table. But we were kind of hoping that and Greg there and someone else would come by. Yeah. Two people. Yeah. Uh, you know, and we looked, we kind of sat sat up straight so that people could see our shirts yes. who were walking by. You were looking for us. I, try, I hope we didn't look too obvious with that. 
Um, and uh, but as it turned out, we dined alone. <laughs> oh, but the waiter was interesting. So <laughs> celebrities in our own minds. I don't know. We had a great time at Gen Con, though. Uh, I would definitely. I'm looking forward to going again. And and it was it was good for us because we sort of hopnobbed with a lot of other uh, the big media people. Like uh, we met um, the founder of Board Game Geek and talked with him a little bit and uh, a couple of the guys over at pulpgamer.com and um, Ben Clark, a game distributor manufacturer. Yeah. Learned a lot about that. Yeah. From he image graphics. Yeah. yeah. And uh, even the local game store guys from here, Games Plus. That's right. Yeah. We had to a go very out nice with those time. guys in yeah. the evening, which was very fun with uh, Rhett. What's Rhett's last name? Is it Rhett Kit? I don't know their last name. I think it's actually. Rhett Kit. Um, but yeah, I had a great time. I had a great time with all those guys. So, hey, folks, if you're anywhere near Indianapolis next year, Dave and I are going to go again. And why do we go? We go because we like to play Dungeons and & Dragons and, and some of the other fantasy games there. Yes, we played a, a game called Zombies. We, yeah, we had a great time. We had a great time with zombies, and I've come home. I'm on a zombie kick. I've been watching zombie movies. I'm <laughs> halfway through 28 Weeks, which is a great zombie movie. We saw a couple there uh, at the show who were dressed up like characters from a video game called Left for Dead. Remember that? You took their pictures? Yeah, the photos, the, the impromptu photo sh- shot, uh, yeah. photo shoot. She was dressed up like one of the characters and had two handguns and he had a shotgun and and they asked Dave to take some pictures so Dave got them in some poses and so we got back home here and I was I was over at my local library where I like to go because I I just meet lots of really interesting people uh, and they at my library they loan out uh, video games so I saw the Xbox game there Left for Dead brought it home last night and up until about midnight I was killing zombies yeah is that why we haven't finished that squad leader game that, yet that's we started exactly why. A month ago, Jeff Allen. Yeah, the interesting thing about this game, Left for Dead, is you don't have to worry about opportunity fire. You don't have to worry about <laughs> defensive fire. You don't you have don't, to worry about, you know. You don't have to check the rule book. Yeah, fire lanes, no. Don't worry about fire lanes. There's no OBA. You just start shooting. Kind of fun. So uh, back to back to squad leader. Oh, one well, thing. one thing about Gen Con. Yes. You know what I saw there? West of Alamein. That is correct. In a box. Two, One of the resellers there. The problem was it was $245. $245. Because there's two dealers there who go on eBay and do some research, and they know the value of these games. Yeah. And so when, when you see these are the places you might find these hard-to-find games, but sadly, you know, they're not selling it for 10 bucks because they don't know any better. Right. Yeah, unfortunately. So looking at it, I, I stood there. I had it in my hands. I started getting a little short of breath, uh, per- perspiring. Uh, felt my wallet pulsing in my pocket, and thinking, you know, am I ready to part with two hundred and forty-five dollars to get this game, which I have coveted for quite a while? And uh, no, decided not to because why? Because Dave has it. Because I have it. You have it. And Rich Spilkey, Spilkey has, has it, it, and Joe, Joe has, has it. it. And MMP is going to re-release it. Any minute. So <laughs> that's another issue <laughs> that we won't get into tonight because there was some lively discussion. But when we do our roundtable discussion, of yeah. maybe the next episode, uh, we might get into that topic just yeah. for fun, kick it around. Yeah. We also have been getting some jokes in our Gmail account from a certain listener. Oh, that's right. 
whose name I don't have on this sheet where I kept, maybe it was Dan Brown, I'm not sure. Um, no, it was Paul. I thought I would give you one of them, Jeff, tonight or two. Were this a joke? Yeah. How, okay. This one's fairly popular. I've heard oh. this one before. How okay. did the Germans leave Poland? Uh, I don't know. They marched in backwards and said they were leaving. <laughs> Jeff, okay. Jeff's Polish. He's okay. not laughing. Okay, we'll have to edit that out. Our apologies to our, our Polish listeners. My real name, last name is Kilbasa. All right, well, hey, he sent us some jokes. Here's one. How do the Germans tie their shoes? Uh, oh, I know. With Nazis. <laughs> there you go. Oh, boy. Why do T-34s have so many movement points? Oh, uh, hmm, because they're Russian? <laughs> There you go. Did you are you did you look at this? No. What did the MMC say to the snake eyes? Uh oh, I don't know. You're killing me. I know these are funny, but what is your answer? Repeat until you don't make rate. Hmm. I don't get it. But that was a specifically designed joke yeah. for Squad Leader, you notice. It's probably very hard to come up with those. We, just we need to be careful because if any of our listeners are driving a car while they're listening to this, <laughs> we could be causing accidents all over the world. So we should we'll have to put a little warning on a warning message on this episode. Let's try this. Do not operate machinery while listening to this episode. Well, plus our episodes always make people sleepy. Yeah, guaranteed, <laughs> guaranteed. How did the newbie separate his code of Bushido counter sheet? Uh. Th- that one, I don't know. Hint, he didn't use the corner cutter. Yeah, okay. He tore a tore a tore them. Oh, my gosh. These are killing me. <laughs> there, there are more? Look at that. Look at you. You're just, so happy. I'm just going. Yeah, I'm having too much fun. <laughs> I was going to do like two and then save some for later episodes. Oh, yeah. What is the name of the new squad leader eatery? I'm going to cut out all of this. You know, this is going to all add up on the editing room floor. <laughs> what is... You the bet. name of this new squad leader eatery? Eatery. Squad leader eatery. I don't know. Eight on the eight chart. Rolled an eight on the eight chart? Yeah. Okay, he doesn't like it. What is served on German counters for breakfast? Uh, I don't know. Luftwaffels. <laughs> That's mildly amusing. All right, well, thanks. Paul, I'm thank gonna, you, Paul. Since I'm losing Jeff's, yeah. Well, we, nevertheless, we appreciate it, Paul. We'll get back to some of his other ideas later in the next yeah. show. Okay, that'd be fine. Um, I just wanted to mention that I've watched two World War II movies uh, in the last couple of weeks, and they were. Uh, one of them was. Um, Is this also why we're not finishing that Squad Leader game? Yes, because I'm watching movies. I've got so many irons in the fire, Dave. Along with my <laughs> Squad Leader boxes, I've got irons in the fire. Uh, I watched Downfall, da- which, yes. which came out a couple of years ago, uh-huh. which was about the last few days of uh, Nazi Germany. I saw it in and, the theater, so yeah. we can actually talk about this together. Yeah. And what did you think? Are you? I thought it was a fabulous movie. Fantastic Absolutely. movie. Absolutely engrossing yes. every single bit correct absolutely yeah. engrossing i guess that's two thumbs up yeah very very Dave. very big thumbs up it was all in german um, in with english subtitles, subtitles and um and depicted uh, dramatically depicted the last few days of the third reich and uh, specifically what went on in the bunker where hitler was and his staff and 
how they eventually ended their lives and uh, and the end of Nazi Germany. Absolutely fabulous movie. Really good. Very well acted. Yes. From what I've read uh, in books like The Bunker, which is a great book to read, mm-hmm. and uh, covering those same same information, uh, very accurate. Yeah, that's what I understand. To the historical record. Yeah. Uh, yeah, great film. Yeah. Also, uh, uh, based on um, the uh, documentary about the life of this woman who was Hitler's secretary. Yeah. He, uh, uh, they did a documentary about her featuring her because she was alive she, up until about, I think she lived till 2002 or something. Yeah, she was interviewed a lot. Yeah. A lot of different specials yeah. and things. So just spectacular. Very highly recommended. We'll put a link to that on, on our show notes and recommend that on highly. And the other one I watched was Miracle at St. Anna, which is uh, which came out a couple of years ago, directed by Spike Lee. Oh, correct. Okay, I didn't see this one. Yeah. Uh, well, don't bother. Oh. I couldn't get through it. You didn't. That's highly unusual for me to not be able to finish a movie. Because you'd watched all those zombie movies and it just wasn't <laughs> as entertaining to you. It now. was not as entertaining. No, it seemed very unfocused. Uh, too many goofy plot lines going on, stories that went nowhere. Really surprising. I, I have a lot of respect for Spike Lee, but this particular yeah. movie was really bad. Okay. So. He's done other good films, of course. Yes, he has. But not that one. So, uh, and coming up, we'll just let you know in a future episode, we are going to have uh, not only a little movie review, but then um, about a World War II movie, but then also some scenarios related to that movie, how they relate, and um, an after action report about those scenarios. So, and that's, that's coming um, up. Joe and uh, Rich. Joe and Rich will maybe be going to be kicking that off for yeah. us. Yep. It'll be great. Well, that, oh, I want to pick the music. No, you pick the music. No, you. I'll pick the music. You can pick the music. Yeah gotta have some good music oh yeah well maybe they want to pick the music <laughs> it's our show it is our creative <laughs> we have to keep creative control of this show <laughs> i'll play the music all right so that was a new a new feature called movie reviews, movie reviews. that jeff just sprung on us yeah, sprung. without his own theme it music sprang for forth out of the fertility of my brain reviews. i've got a lot of fertility um in my brain <laughs> tonight can i got a lot of excitement you know what else does? What? Manure. <laughs> I've just been really just been really all kind of hyped up lately on games and gaming. i got to f- figure out a way to make this my life's um, work. I don't know. Well, I would like to point out to you on our, our website, I posted a picture sent to us from a friend. <gasps> yes. And it's kind of a new shtick we can all do together. Yeah. You too, listeners at home. Yeah. You can have, but only if you purchased a Two Half Squads t-shirt, of right. which there are no more. No, available. sold out. Correct. Although I think I still have that yucky large one that I was going to save and show the guy that made them and say, oh, we need the quality to be this good, not not this poor. Yeah. And then one person, did, I think, emailed and was willing to take that shirt. Should I take him up on it? Yeah, or let it I... go. Let it go. Yeah. But what about proving to the guy? I can take a picture of it. Oh, let the guy. I'll give lay the down guy the a nice break. copy. I'll lay down the bad copy of the shirt, and I'll take a picture. He'll you could do that. Digitally yeah. changed. And next time, just uh, not a, don't accept the second, okay. second grade quality. You're right. I, well, I have to look at all forty shirts before I leave. I didn't do that. Yeah. I had no idea to do that. Yeah. Like, oh, the shirts are ready. The shirts are ready. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Goodbye. Yeah. Oh. But. But yes. Uh, so you posted a picture. Great picture. Um, sent to us by Rich Spilkey who uh, a week ago went on a fabulous vacation with his family and went to Alaska. 
took a, uh, I think they flew to Seattle or something like that, or Vancouver, and then took a cruise up into Alaska. And at one point, they, they took a helicopter ride out to a glacier, and um, Rich, ever at the ready, and, and, and eager to get his picture taken in an interesting way, threw off his clothing. Well, except for his Not all t-shirt. Yes. And, uh, and his, his wife, his wife, yes, he, he wears his pants, unlike us. Uh, his wife took his picture in front of Mount, Mount some. It's, it's right on the pod, right at the podcast in the photo section. Yeah. So, and it makes me feel bad, like Dave. Why didn't we get take our pictures like in front of something interesting at oh, Gen, at Con? Gen we Con? Totally like a Kitty Cat Girl. You're right. We could have, <laughs> or that Greek girl. Yeah. Um, yeah. We are, I guess, requesting that listeners that go on vacations. It's kind of like a Where's Waldo. It is. Right? Or a, what's that thin cardboard guy? You send him around in the mail. You, your kids are too old. Yeah. A lot of listeners might know this. You get a picture of the skinny, of a flat cutout guy, and he's like, and then the students are assigned for like homework to have his picture taken. Is he a gnome? Is he that places. gnome guy? No, he's not the gnome, but it's, oh. it's kind of like kinda that like gnome that? from that movie. Yeah. Was that Chocolat or something? No, it was uh, Emily. Um, um, Emily. Yeah, I, uh, the Emily name I can't pronounce. Yeah, Emily, yeah. But uh, if you ever go anywhere and have your picture taken, send it to us. We'll try and post it. Yeah. Just think of the fame you'll achieve. Or not. Now, what's next? Oh, is it that time already? It is. Tonight, I'm enjoying a Thank Sam you, Curly. Adams. You're welcome, and don't call me Shirley. I think uh, MMP should do a counter with Curly on it. <laughs> a Sam Adams Summer Ale. Oh, okay. This is a refreshing, crisp, and tangy summer, summer ales brewed with the wheat malt, lemon zest, and grains of paradise. Wow. A mysterious brewing spice used by Renaissance brewers centuries ago. Summer ales and all-American wheat ale from the America's original craft brewers, Sam Adams. We like it. Yeah, delicious. Oh, okay, we'll try it. We'll try it. Very squad leader-esque. Mm-hmm. They're in their summer uniforms. Delightful. Yes, I like that one. Yeah, and it comes in a bottle. And what's next, Jeff? Well, uh, have you been playing? Played some squad leader lately? Oh. We've kind of had a busy couple of weeks here. Recent scenarios yeah. played. Um, Dave, Timon, and I have been playtesting, of course. Hakapella. And. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't think of the name of it, but it's a really neat. And i just tell you a little bit about it. The Russian defenders can pick their groups at the start and. Maybe one group can come on as a reinforcement, and then they're set up to defend two billions. It really ends up being two battles at once, but the trick is to try and remember to move some vehicles from one side to the other from where they start to give support to Mm -hmm. one one of the assaults. And the Finns are coming on. It's got flamethrowers. It's got DCs. It was great. It's a good scenario. How how much more playtesting do you have to go? They recently sent four more scenarios to replay test they were changed up from the last time we played them mm. and after that i think there might be four more and i think that'll be it wow so they're not going to have this out by christmas are they i don't know they're hoping wow that seems like that would have to be really quick turnaround time but we are going to have i've mentioned this a couple of times but we talked to him at the show we're going to have our friend ben clark on 
who was in the the business side of gaming. He's, he actually has a very interesting gaming podcast for those people that want to listen to the business side of gaming. It's called, um, I'll think of it in a second here, but we're going to have Ben on the show and he's going to talk about the business side, like what goes into actually producing a game, how long it takes once they actually get all the components and what they have to go through to print the game and things like that. And I thought that would be kind of interesting, and, and especially in light of the fact that so many people talk about why does it take so long to get these games out. Ben might ha- have some, be able to shed some light on that for us so, and relieve some of our frustration, which is great within me. I have a great deal of frustration. Uh, Joe and I have been play let's play testing yeah i guess we've been play testing uh an interesting scenario that involves the british and the german ss suddenly i'm pausing here i'm trying to remember i'm trying to remember where this was it was in italy italy um and he's sort of doing a um, retreating defense. But uh, one of the things that uh, that I got to do for the first time was uh, Creeping Barrage, which was really cool. Have you done much Creeping Barrage, Dave? Not a whole lot, but uh, probably three or four scenarios. Yeah, that was fun, laying down that Creeping Barrage. Didn't do nearly as much damage as I thought it would do. It does a lot more damage in movies. But... Um, you know, that's to be expected. I, I'm sure we should get an artillery expert on. Let's add that to the list. I'm sure the artillery experts will tell you a huge amount of of what they fire doesn't actually hit a target. I think we all know that from, from our own personal experience. Oh, look who's here. Hey, and she's brought us... Robbie, my wife, my wife Robin, has just brought us a fresh beer. Hello. Hi, sweetie. Certainly. <laughs> Robbie, of course, is famous from our uh, episode where we did the, um, she did the announcement before we did our karaoke contest. In German. It was In German. marvelous. Yeah, very oh, good. that you guys squelched over. No, no, oh, no, no. no, no. It, sounds, it sounds right. It, it sounds, sounds good. really good. We yeah. had a lot of compliments yeah. on that. In fact, I go, I, you know, it was like, wait a minute, oh, listen, listen, she got it And I went back and did it, heard it again because I hadn't heard it till Jeff yeah. posted it. It was yeah. really good. I came down really to say good. what an amazing show you guys have. Well, thanks. Thank you. And how awesome you are. And little known fact that nobody really knows, two sexy hot hunks. <laughs> two half squads. Two sexy hot hunks. Wow. I know the name was taken. That's what the act, yeah, it's true. But I uh, yeah. just wanted to say so and bring you guys some beer. Well, That's thank really you. nice. Thank you very much. So have fun. Thank you, honey. She's the best. A Miller Chill with a lemon. I always nice. ask her to speak German to me before I play uh, Squad Leader. Just gets into the, the mood. Yeah, psychs you up there. In, in more, more in the mood than normal. Let me talk to you personally for a minute, Squad Leader players. Are you embarrassing yourselves by going out in public, to tournaments, even having people into your home, and you have raggedy corners on your Squad Leader counters? There's no excuse for displaying that way anymore. You're all grown up, and uh, there's no excuse for borrowing your wife or your girlfriend's favorite toenail clippers to do the job, and there's no excuse for sitting around hour after hour clipping all those corners. Look, it's the 21st century. Get with the program. Spend 20 bucks and get a C4 corner cutter. The C4 corner cutter will help you prepare an ordinary game in about an hour, even a big game in an evening. 
The C4 corner cutter clips square counters, rectangular counters, even counters from games that aren't squad leader. So I don't know why you're delaying. Get with the program. Start your life anew. Get a C4 corner cutter. It's $20. Check the link on today's show notes or on the Two Half Squads webpage. And now on to tonight's featured event. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, sorry. I didn't have any music for that. Folks, here we go. This is from the... Oh, go ahead. Movement phase. Movement. Oh, yeah. Go. The movement phase. 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 From the uh, advanced sequence of play chart, we're going to go through the movement phase. So get your pencils and papers out. Your uh, any other writing utensils, your tricorders, you whatever might, you use. Might want to take notes, uh, but again, don't forget this is the advanced sequence of play. So yeah. the point of this is to look at all the little details, things that we normally might forget. And there are a lot of details. So let's get on with the movement phase, or as I like to call it, the MPH. Uh, and let me just read right from the rules. Should I add the echo? Ah, uh, sure. The movement phase. Is that too much echo? The movement phase sequence of play is expressed separately. <laughs> yeah, that was not working. In terms of the movement phase and each moving unit's or stack's movement phase. That is, each moving unit has a start, during, and end to its movement phase within the overall context of the movement phase. <laughs> Which simply is saying that you move a squad, and then it has to end, and then you move another squad, and then right. its movement ends, with the exception of what two cases, Jeff? Can you think of them? Ah, now that is that is a very good question. There for, are cases for Russians. Oh, yes. You can do a human wave and where uh, where a whole series of connected squads moves sort of in yeah, unison. You move them all one. Move them all one. Move them all two. Right. Uh, and bonsai as well with the uh, correct with, with the uh, Japanese, uh, and then also platoon movement for vehicles for vehicles where you move them all. All of their movement is considered simultaneous as they move forward. Right. Otherwise, yeah. it is a bunch of little movements. I move this squad over here. I'm going to run this leader this way. Right. And that's what it's clarifying here. Right. So you can't divide those things up separately. No, once you move that first guy, he stops. You go to move the second guy. First guy is done. You cannot move again. Yeah. So and and once one unit is done, and getting back to the to exactly to the rules here, um, it is usually followed by the start of another unit or stacks movement phase. However, the movement phase of all units that start the movement phase berserk must be completed before any other non-Berserk unit may start its movement phase. I think that's clear. Mm -hmm. And the movement phase of all non-Berserk units that start the movement phase on the ground, that is non-aerial, must be completed before any glider or parachute may start its movement phase. I didn't remember that one. I didn't either, and I've played all the glider parachute scenarios. So all the officially. ground troops move first, then the gliders can drop their... Can either land or or drop their yes their sticks yes as they were called. I think in a lot of the games there are no ground units everyone's coming down by parachute mm -hmm. so it doesn't come up often yeah but the berserk thing often comes up so 
just remember the crazy guy's going first. He's berserk. Right. He's going first. Yeah. And I was thinking, why is that? Because he's berserk. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that by the very definition? If everyone's moving at the same time, it represents simultaneous movement. Why in the rules do they do they want that berserker out there first? I suppose because the uh, if you're if you have a berserk unit moving against you, you're going to take every opportunity to try to stop him. Yeah, no one will have fired yet, so. So you have a lot of defensive fire against him. Right, and think of it the but, reverse. Uh, if you have a berserk guy who can go last. Is it better to move like the half squads out to draw the fire in? You know, yeah. and then that guy with the ten morale has an even better chance of coming in because he's just taking the resid shots. Right. I wonder if they were thinking that way. I don't know. Well, they may have been. They may have been. They probably were. No, as carefully as laid out as the game is. Yeah, maybe. I'm sure they were considering that, and they just thought, "Look, a berserk guy's going to go first. Just, yeah, he's going to be out, out there, there running, screaming, jumping up and down. Yeah, that could drawing be fire. Too. Let's just put him first. But it was a decision they made, and if we could ever get John Hill on or whoever was responsible for that particular decision, that would be good. I was thinking too; it'd be very nice to have somebody on that is an expert on all of the scenarios. So if we were to say to somebody, "Oh yeah," because I've had this idea, I want to do an episode um, about. French, specifically about French. And I'd like to have somebody on that can name for us uh, some of the great French scenarios. And I would like to have somebody who could say to us, in the case we just had, oh, I know a scenario where there were ground troops already on the ground before there were gliders. It was called... Who is that guy? We need Uh, to find him. I don't know who that guy is. Who is that guy? He probably lives in in the ground somewhere. Studies his scenarios. Okay. On to the start of the movement phase. And the movement phase is divide up, divided up on the um, advanced sequence of play into different sections. There's the start of the movement phase section. Um, let me go back. The start of the, the movement, movement phase. phase then there's the start of it's, its movement phase, which pertains to individual units. units. Then there's during its movement phase, the end of its movement phase, and the end of the movement phase, and I hope after this episode I don't talk like this <laughs> in public for the rest of the night, because my wife will hit me with the rolling pin. We don't have a rolling pin. I was going to say you. No, don't. I don't. <laughs> no, but you guys cook, don't you? Well, no, you were. We do. What were you eating when I came over, Jeff? For, <laughs> for dinner. I wanted to get. You know, I'm. I'm very mood driven. Uh, I know we were going into squad leader. I like to create the mood. My wife talks to me in German, and I ate a can of beans right out of the can. Right there, folks. I didn't even heat it up. No. Right out of the can. can, At least they were dark red kidney beans loaded with fiber. Yeah, delicious. Some kind of vitamin. Yeah, delicious. But yeah. So I guess you don't have a rolling pin. That's me. Otherwise, you would have rolled these out (laughs) into some kind of a burrito shell. (laughs) And you... Yeah, well, and she would have. She would have made that can of beans into a delicious meal, but she wasn't available. Anyway, start of the movement phase. Um, And just about everything in the movement phase um, is done by the attacker. Almost everything. Yes. Uh, That is movement. That's movement related. Correct, not reaction to. Not reaction to. You know, actually, I took this with me to church. I went to a wonderful concert, the Odes Project, these ancient songs that were sung in the, in the early church 
and this guy had put music you to mean him. like from the 40s church <laughs> yeah no that although we like that too um no this is really ancient oh like early apostol- apostolic oh okay um and these were discovered in 92 or something and he the lyrics he put the music to it was really actually just a, a neat night but i took my my chart with me this advanced sequence of play chart really to read a little before the concert started and i left it there <laughs> Oh, and I had to go back and get it. So oh. I have it with me now. But they had it there. You didn't have to tear it from the hands of the no, choir as they were talking. I was thinking, would they throw it out to what, each other? What is this? You know, who left this in the yeah. pew? That's odd. Okay, here we go. So three point one one A. Woo! And I promise this will move a little faster as we get going. <laughs> little quit, slow to quit start. Talking and little read slow it. to start. Okay. The attacker. That that the mover may designate new mortar spotter for one eliminated or not in good order. So, may designate a new mortar spotter for one who's been eliminated or not in good order. So you're designating, okay, this guy's the spotter. Yeah. I mean, why then? Why not during a fire phase? But I don't know. The other thing, you know, you know, I, I will say this, if I may digress. We're never going to get through this. We're <laughs> <laughs> 311A and I want to digress. I don't understand why the spotter has to take a plus two on his die roll. Because for a, like for a mortar, he's you've got not a, close enough to always communicate probably effectively. He's in the adjacent hex. And but he's yelling across. Yeah. And there's gunfire. Mm. Does he have a radio? I don't then know. Then it'll be just as effective. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I just don't think that's fair. And I think part of it is because I love the idea of a spotter. Correct. And I like using the spotter. Correct. And it hardly ever works very well because of that plus Correct. two is a killer. How about a plus one? Plus one, I could better. deal. I could live with a plus one. <laughs> Are you going to give me a plus one? I, house I, rules. Dave's know, house rules. I agree with you, though, on it, Jeff. The yeah, plus two it is, bugs me. seems, seems overly seems harsh. Seems overly harsh. Overly harsh. Right. And the spotter is a cool idea. He can be up in the building top in the mortar placed behind the building. Yeah. And no one can shoot at oh, it. That would be so awesome. And and I don't know if it's unrealistic to place it like that or to have it like that. No, maybe that I maybe think, that's the way they did it. But to me, it seemed no, like mortars most of the time don't have a direct line of sight. Right. No, I think they did it a lot. But, Reverse slope stuff on yeah, the hills. Yeah. Anyway, um, next. Okay, three one two D. Now this is the defender. the The leaders, the leader or leaders. Multi-man counter, uh, crew exposed, AFE may attempt to fire star shells. Never done that, Dave. Tell me about star shells. Uh, and the night rules, the star sh- I love this. I love this. I you know people hate night rules, but I, I actually really like parts of it a lot. And one of them is the fact that you're... The vampires come out. I love that <laughs> part zombies. of the rules. <laughs> the zombies! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you... You know, a lot of games are into this Nazi zombie thing. Oh yeah, yeah, that's very big. Yeah, alternate. There's like all these yeah. alternate uh, World weird, War Two. Weird War is one yeah. set of miniatures mm-hmm. rules. Yeah, that's big. And it was. I think it's because of that episode of um, 
the weird show with Rod Serling. Uh, Night Gallery? Yeah, one of those shows. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, he Twilight had Twilight Zone, one of those. Had an episode where the U.S. guys take that castle right. from the Germans, yeah. and, and they're guarding it at night, and then everyone like turns into a werewolf or something. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, that's... He started the whole thing. I think. I'm going to bet you. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> I, love, I love the night rules because yeah. you can fire up these star shells, and they illuminate just a certain area on the board. Now, it gets tricky to remember, oh, is he lit up, or is he lit up? So... Your defender shoots those up at the start of the movement phase to illuminate areas where people are moving through. And what are the what are the restrictions on that? I would imagine that they can only uh, fire star shells if they if they see a unit moving in their line of sight. Yeah. They can't just fire them at random anywhere on the board. Is that right? Without looking at my chart, Why don't, um, let's. Uh, Let's look. Let's look. Okay. Or let's just try well, to remember. Okay. okay. Let's try to remember. Let's try to remember. Well, yeah, looking at the yeah. chart. Uh, during the movement phase, if line of sight to the enemy, as you guessed, all right, moving enemy vehicle within 16 hexes. This one I remember because the sound, you hear the tanks coming. Okay. If there's a moving v- enemy vehicle, you can hear it coming. But what what was the first one? Oh, line, line of sight to, to an enemy unit. Uh, night, night. No no hex limit? Yeah. Yes. The, the normal rules for night are... Oh, okay. A set hex of a range of hexes. It's got to be like it, it'll vary. It'll be like that's, six so hexes that's per the, the SSR. Range. Yeah. Okay. Oh, a friendly gun flash. Now that one I didn't remember. Okay. Your fr- the guy next to you shoots at something. You might shoot up a star shell. So no. they what's he shooting? Oh, at? friendly gun flash. Friendly, as well as an enemy FFE. Okay. Now, hmm. once, well, yeah. Why doesn't it say? Enemy gun flash. Well, they prep fire at you. Yeah. Oh, that's a line of sight. Once they prep, I think that establishes a line of sight. Oh, okay. Because you can see the um, where they are, and you shoot them in half. Fire yeah. Power. So you do have a line of sight, correct? Right. You see their guns. We're shoot. learning the rules as we go along. We are, well, we're going to do a good show on night. I, again, I've played yeah. all the night games that have come out up to where I am. I haven't pl- played Oblivion yet. Yeah. Or the new Turning the Tide. Or isn't there another one, too? Um, the, the jump on this is when HP comes out. I'll have played them all, but Dave and I are going to play them again anyway. Yeah. So, did you have any well, night we'll, rules at, in Hakapale? Oh, because I would think that would be a little different playing night rules in the snow. But uh, you know, I I think there might have been. I yeah. do not remember offhand, but I do. I know lots of uh, lots of woods, lots of winter, extreme winter. A lot of those rules you'll be digging out. Snow with a full moon at well, your the back. Full, and the full moon does affect the does affect night the night range, rules. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I'm looking you, forward you to that. You could have wrote night. them, Jeff. Oh, I could have. There's still time. Uh, next, place, uh, back to the attacker, the mover. Place all gliders, blue side up. Indicating they're... On board. They're in the air. And I think when you flip them over, aren't they green? To show that they've landed yes, on grass. That's right. So that's the end of the start of the movement phase. Now the start of its movement phase, so for a unit starting... Uh, prepare to move any currently berserk unit or stack required to charge. And then go to step 331A. Uh, and the exception to that is if there is no such berserk unit that can charge. So 331A is during the movement phase. Right. Berserk unit charges is so required. And then go to step 3.35D. So... The berserk is, unit is required to charge. The berserk unit charges, and then it goes to that 
residual fire or the defender's stuff. Yeah, the defender's stuff. Right. And that's why it's you know harder to read through this chart. Yeah. And we're not going to go you know straight through everything. But yeah. That's right. So you can do your defensive fire and everything at that unit. Right. Get that berserker guy, which is then trying. surprisingly difficult. It can be sometimes. Amazing. For me, it was anyway. The times I've had to put up with them. Uh, 322A. Prepare to move any good order mobile ground unit or stack, uh, with the exclusion of pinned infantry, that's not marked with a prep fire or bounding fire or TI counter. So, obviously, you're not going to move those units that are pinned or other that have prep fired. Yeah, but what do they mean, prepare to move? Take a deep breath. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's it. Some dramatic music, perhaps. <laughs> Prepare to move any ground unit. It must mean something deeper. But Well, maybe that will... Uh, yeah, I, I don't think they put that word in there for no reason. Uh, that may come upon us when we as we go through. I'm glad we really prepared for this show. <laughs> well, I re I did. Like I said, I took it through. I read some of it. I read through everything, I but thoughts. I missed that particular I, word. That's so. what I looked at, but I didn't bother there, to research it. But There's something different about when we sit here together and read through them. Um, so you may drop possession of any support weapons or that, guns. And that's... Th that's always a good one to remember to for this. I'm always thinking yeah. it happens during the uh, rally phase, yeah. actually, is when you I always think You can switch them in rally. You can drop it in advance, and that's cool because... Oh, that's right. You'll leave the, the, the big weapon behind and jump into close combat, and right. the guy behind you picks it up because you, you don't want to lose it in close combat. Right. Very cool. But here, during the movement, you can drop it when you want to. That's a free action, mm -hmm. as they say in Dungeons & Dragons. a free action. <laughs> I can cut that out. <laughs> <clears throat> I think we should do a Dungeons and Dragons show that talks a lot about squad what? leader rules. <laughs> we might have uh, double our listenership. Uh, okay, where are we at here? Main Okay, the best leader may make freedom of movement die roll if the scenario def if he's a scenario defender. Correct. If he's been constipated and he needs to make a freedom <laughs> of bowel movement die roll, <laughs> he know. should be eating more of these beans. <laughs> I've got another can upstairs. Yeah, this is because when you're defending at night, you're stuck not moving. You have a no-move counter placed on you because your orders are to hold tight till dawn. Oh. So the only way you can start to move is if certain conditions are met. Okay, and okay, okay. One of them is your best leader can make a, a, a die roll to go ahead and be free to move, regardless of what's happening in the game, I think. Okay. All right. Uh, next, you uh, make a movement or strain die roll if necessary. Again, at night, you might, unless you're following things like a path, a stream, mm -hmm. you know, and other things, you can lose your way and stray. And, and then you move a random direction instead of the way you wanted to go. So there's a die roll for that that actually uh, points the direction that you have to go? Correct. If you I fail see. your strain die roll, okay. it's, it's harder, it's easier for conscripts to stray versus elite you know yeah and then you get moved the wrong direction okay now this next one is is a rule that i break regularly yes i think this rule is made to be broken yeah uh infantry may declare double time for two extra movement factors um or assault movement and i can't even remember a time when i didn't do double time but at the end I shouldn't say that. About half the time. Yeah. 
I'll be moving along. I think, ah, I really need to move double time. Do most of your opponents let you take the two extra moves? Uh, most of the opponent, my opponents are very generous about that and would let me take the extra moves. Most of the time, I, I put a uh, limit on myself and will only do it every once in a while and will just take a late CX, which only gives me one extra, one movement, extra factor. movement factor. And that yeah. rule was added later. Is that right? The late CX rule, yes. Uh, in, in version 2? Like I it wasn't in th- version 1? Possibly. It, yeah, at some point, Something either like that. By, uh, yeah, it had to be version 2. By popular demand. <laughs> it was. Yeah. If you had forgotten, you gained nothing. And so, yeah, uh, at least they added it where you can gain the 1. And that that's makes nice. a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, it does make a lot of sense. Wow, we're not going to get there. We better start running. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, then you can uh, dash, sewer entry, or climbing. Never done the sewers. Sewers, interesting good, also. Good time okay, there's, there's another topic for another show right yeah. there. And yeah, I, I can't wait to do a, a show called Sewers. <laughs> That's going to be great. And dashing. We're doing yeah. both together. The dashing sewers. Dashing to the sewers. Dashing uh, through the sewers. Yeah, more beans, please. Now, um, and of course, a dash is shooting across the road between two houses yeah between two buildings Cor- yeah they may not be houses oh, right it could be they might be shops it could be a little toy store it could be yeah um infantry or cavalry may declare human wave or bonsai charge if japanese infantry mm-hmm. so are they saying here that you do the human wave after you do your other movements, or not necessarily? Do you think it's not necessary? No, not and mm. no. No, this is all part of three twenty-two A. Okay, right. never mind. These actions. Can these happen. are all. You can do these in any order. Correct. Right. Okay. All right. Sorry about that, folks. Right. Well, I was starting to think that too because it's so laid out in order. If you're getting too confused, just turn this off. <laughs> turn this part off. Fast forward to the end. We'll play the music. Um. Or swimming. Yeah. So you can do your swimming then. You can do the dare de- uh, dare death infantry, which may uh, dare death infantry may declare berserk status. Tell me about the dare death infantry, Dave. Well, I'm thinking back on the swimming. I don't believe I've ever swam. Uh, I played the all the yeah. marine landing ones in the gung hall. I can remember wanting to do swimming across some some streams or river or not streams but rivers. Rivers. And the SSR said no swimming. Swimming is N A. Like too cold or something. Uh, I, yeah, for whatever reason. But um, well, I think the, it was a one of those bridge too far scenarios. I was trying to get across the river, but swimming was N A. So really, no swimming ever. Huh? I don't believe I ever yeah. have once. Uh, certainly, it doesn't come up much. Now, death dare infantry. That goes with your your Chinese. Oh, okay. So they're they're kind of like a. Um, like a bonsai kind of... Kind of a bonsai berserk. Chinese. To, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, cavalry may declare gallop for eight or four extra movement factors unless cavalry or horse is CX. That's simply doing like a double time on your horses. Yeah, which makes sense. And I did play uh, one scenario I've with cavalry, which, is, which was really fun. I, yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, next, remove the vehicle's motion counter if it will expend movement points or movement factors. Okay. Yeah. So you take that off I so that so. you can it's move it. Just in the way. Yeah. yeah. Um, check for column or pl- platoon movement status. Check for it. 
You don't do it. You check for it. Check. That's like preparing. Check. First you prepare and then you check. <laughs> I'm not sure why. Uh, oh, status. Yeah. If it may, oh, it may get status, it right. may get broken up. Okay. Somehow, yeah. All right. Um, onboard radioless AFV that will use non-platoon movement takes its normal task check. So, because because if you're moving, if your AFV is moving in non-platoon movement, you have to take that task check to see if you can actually move your tank away from the group right. separately from the rest of the group. Right. And that's if they don't have the radios. Yes. Um, Flail Tank declares a TB creation attempt in Minefield Hex. Now, I've never played that one. I have actually done a Flail Tank. So the Flail Tank is the one that shoots out the... It's got a rolling with chains on it. Oh, it's the rolling. Okay. Flails the ground ahead of it to detonate the mines. Boy, I wouldn't want that job. No, although I think it's pretty safe, actually. Yeah, never played that. Okay. Um, no, talk about scenarios. The funnies, something funnies was a scenario. I don't know if it had the flail, but it had all the other weird British, all the other weird British stuff in it. You know, foss, funny, something funnies was the name of the scenario. So the flail tank is a British I, invention? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sure others have it too, but yeah, I've seen it there. Those limeys are awfully clever, aren't they? they? Are. Clever bunch. Um, next, the boat and non-aground LC in heavy fur that's landing, landing craft, craft in heavy surf makes any required beaching or unbeaching die roll. That's capital D R. Because the heavy surf is lifting the boats up and down, so right. I put them on the beach or off the beach. Yeah. Now, I haven't played that, but I've played against somebody playing that when Joe and I were playing. Oh, he had the heavy surf? Yeah. So, yeah, so you played the rules. Yeah. So. Uh, crew abandons or enters vehicle. Okay. It's part of the starting at the movement. Right. And um, Now, why can't that be during the movement? Oh, that's its movement. Yeah, it's the start of its movement. Well, yeah. Okay. Then you next you prepare to conduct glider or parachute movement, and if you're going to do that, then you go to the next. Uh, there's a special step for those units that are doing that. Correct. All the pr- procedures that go along with that. Right. So that's the end of the start of its movement phase. That wasn't so bad, was it? So now we start uh, during its movement phase. So for all units starting in the middle of their movement phase. And did we decide we were going to go through all that? I thought we talked about maybe not. Well, um, and this next section is is formidable, I would say. It's one long paragraph. It looks like something written by Marcel Proust. I mean, it's so convoluted. I I shouldn't say that. There's just a lot in here. Because, so we'll talk about it in general, this part during the movement phase. Yeah, there's so much that can happen, possibly yeah. happen. Yeah, with all the different types Rules. of vehicles and troops and conditions and things like that. So your, we'll just talk about your it. tank hunter heroes can go. Right. You can attempt recovery. You know, you can clear the rubble. You can do... Yeah, you can do uh, infantry overrun. We're going to do an overrun episode at some point. That, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that we did that vehicle overrun with Rich Spilkey, which was really good. But I'd like to do the infantry overrun. Or that was Bob. Oh, that was Bob. Yes, that's right. 
I get those two confused. Because they both wear the same dress. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Though, you know, mostly, most of this is units moving. Yes. And things that happen to them while they're moving. So they might be, um, you know, moving through difficult terrain. They might be moving through a, a bog, you know, if it's an AFE. They might have to take a bog check. They might have to attempt to recover a gun or support weapon. There's so much that goes on in here. I'm, I'm a little... Yeah, it's uh, just all over the place. So I'm let's just scream. go ahead and go to um, maybe the Defender 3.35D. Okay. The Defender can then do all his first fire. Subsequent, we did it, uh, that part yeah. of the show already. So, yeah. So during the movement phase, the Defender can do all of that. Defensive first fire, he would place residual fire, which, of course, then uh, it's really going to be critical. Yes. Place your residual firepower counters. Don't ever forget them because... That's a big part of the game system. Yeah. yeah. Um, Do a star shell. If it, if it has been fired in no previous turn, you can attempt one then. So we, we recommend that you just sit down, maybe pour yourself a nice cup of tea, and read through this 500 times. No, really, not necessary. Because in any given game, most of this won't, half of this won't apply to you. Right. I think really they put it in here because they simply had to put it in Technically, here. It, and it's really, correct. it's an exercise in, you know, are we covering everything? Yeah, I think so. I suppose if you're really anal retentive, you could go through here and, and try to spot if there are any discrepancies, which I'm sure there aren't. But so we're going to move right on uh, to the end of its movement yes, phase. Yes, that's probably better. So now yeah. everyone has moved, bogged, been shot at. Triggered star shells, taken right. AA fire, right? Drifted as parachutes, or yeah, right. Uh, so then, at the end of the movement phase, um, again the the units that moved, a non bypassing good order infantry or cavalry may search. Searching, so, that's a good one. I liked searching. We did that. We did that one time. And searching How did you is do that, Jeff? well, we were playing a we were playing a uh, Pacific theater scenario where the Japanese were hidden in the jungle, and um, the Americans were had to find the Japanese. So as they moved from hex to hex, they would perform they would move into a hex and perform a search, which involved rolling a die, which would determine whether or not their search was successful. And then if there were any Japanese units in that hex, they would have to re be revealed. And if they were revealed, the Marines would move back to the hex they were in before they entered and did that search. Because you can't be in the same hex as your enemy units right then. Um, which was cool. We did a whole scenario with that, which I really liked. It really had that fog of war feel because there were no visible Japanese units when we started the scenario. Right, and that's that's something that is neat. I think that's going to be the t one of the topics on the uh, roundtable show is about fog of war in ASL. Do so the searching role. A lot of zombies come out during the fog. <laughs> I noticed they love the fog. So when you're searching, this topic is really dry. Having so. that Miller chill. I can't get my lid off, Dave. Keep trying. There you go. 
go. Okay. A twist off. I'm okay. So at the at the end of the move, you attempt to reveal them. You roll one dice, and I'm looking at the rule chart here. Yeah. Because we know we're not going to cover this in any future episode, just searching. I don't think it's a whole topic for a no, show. No, not a whole topic. Um, we could probably turn it into a whole topic, but you, not without a lot of digression. We'll try, we'll try and just teach you now. You expend one additional movement factor, which always seems cheap to me. It's only one movement factor to do, to the, do the search. To do the search. And you get to turn up all these hexes around you. So you roll this one dice, and the final die rolls the number of accessible hexes other than its own, of the attacker's choice, which the unit may not search. So if I roll a three, that's the number of hexes that I may not search. So did I just state that wrong, when, the way I was describing it? I didn't said catch you ent- that if you, you did. You enter a hex and roll you to see if you're your, searching that hex? Oh, you, know, you did, yeah. You enter the end hex of your movement. And search the... Sur- and then uh, you then roll, roll that dice, and you can search all those surroundings. That's right. That's okay. why I think paying one movement factor is a bargain. Okay. What I was thinking of was... Um, well, normally, if you walk into a hex... Yeah, when uh, entering a hex that it, that contains a unit that's hip. It automatically has to turn up. It has to, has to turn it up, and you have to back out of the hex. That's what I was thinking. Right. So the actual searching portion, then... I stand corrected. The modifiers for it are neg one if it's stealthy... Because mm-hmm. you're good at searching. Yep. Uh, neg one per a half squad equivalent greater than a half squad. So a squad gets a neg one searching. Oh, that makes sense. It's right. It's a squad, neg one. Half squad. If you have a squad and a half, it's neg two yeah. per half squad equivalent greater okay. than a half squad. Mm-hmm. Plus your leadership. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And lax or CX plus one. Plus one each cumulative. And Correct, and the deadly plus two is against a certain nationality. Hard to find. Ah, uh, well, I would imagine Japanese, but that is correct. I is that you right? Okay. I guess the Bulgarians. No, <laughs> very easy to find the Bulgarians. Actually, that's that's safe. Oh yeah, I see it here. Neg one versus Bulgarians. Yeah. <laughs> and then all search hexes are turned. Things in there turned up like what? Including all above ground locations in those hexes automatically reveal their contents, including minefields, but not their type and strength. Hmm. Now, I. How do you do that? You, is there a generic minefield? Yes, type there is. There is, okay. There is. And then um, all enemy concealed units are revealed, lose their concealment. Okay. Too. So that's, that's how you do a nice searching roll. That's a great strategy to learn people you're looking especially minefields those hidden units yeah i like the searching so as a result of doing the search a a unit becomes ti temporarily immobilized yeah and i always think of it as task involved and i'm always wrong yeah temporarily immobilized which just means they're they're busy doing other things they're not going to be moving any farther they're task immobilized because they're searching but um by virtue of the fact that they're doing the searching they can draw uh, defensive fire, subsequent fire, or final protective fire yeah, and so when against them. And they're marked with a TI counter then. Yeah, which also makes them lose that advance. They can't advance, right. And I kind of forgot about that. So you pay a movement point, and you lose the ability to advance. Yeah, okay. To search. But it's a lot of hexes to, to look in, usually, yeah. with all those nags. Right. Casualties is mentioned here. I, I thought I'd... Take a look at that and read yeah. a little bit of that. Okay. So when you're searching, and it also says mopped up, if it, if it, if it, a location searched or mopped up contains an armed good or 
enemy unit. The defender or the defender has booby trap ability. Then the defender gets to make a dice roll and come up with casualties against you. Ah. So it's a weird thing where there's no calling a defensive fire shot. It's just while you're searching, you might get hit with something. So it triggers a booby trap during it, the search. Yeah. Kind well, of. And it doesn't even have like to be that. a booby trap. You might just, as long as it has a an armed u- enemy unit in there. Oh, I see. You might get shot by them. Okay. As well as a booby trap. Okay. That's another thing that triggers it. Mm-hmm. And then a final die roll of one would cause casualty reduction to the searching mopping up unit. And this casualty die roll is modified by this little chart. Neg one if you're stealthy defender because you're real sneaky. Right. So you get a neg one. Neg one per half squad equivalent greater than one concealed defending half squad. I think all Japanese are stealthy, by the way, That's in PTO. At least elite and first draw. Well, can't remember. Uh-oh. Well, scratch that. <laughs> <laughs> Might be okay. right. Yeah. And the leadership factor, and then a lax defender. So a lax yeah. guy is not going to do casualties on you as much. Yeah. So that's another part of the search picture. So searching is uh, dangerous business, and that's right. which makes, re- certainly makes sense. Remember, it can be dangerous if you yeah. turn up a good unit. So Yeah. Uh, next, broken infantry in bypass enter that obstacle. Oh, right, because you can't stay in bypass when you're broken. Right. So you have to go into the building. Infantry cannot cannot remain in bypass. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, a sewer unit or stack makes an emergence die roll. Yes, to come out of their little cocoons, mm-hmm. they have to come out of their little sewers, they make a roll. Oh, I see. Okay. Unarmed units may attempt to scrounge small arms. That's from a tank, right? A you scrounge a tank to find... Uh, that's right. Or is that the one that's in the open For, ground or any hex? And scrounging is one, I don't know, but one that people probably forget about doing. But um, yep. So let me just read scrounging here. Small arms capable of rearming any one, inf- any one infantry counter may be scrounged from any non-water or marsh hex occupied by the unarmed unit at the end of a movement phase in which it has expended all of its movement factors in movement. So it can be just a hex as well as a vehicle. Yes. And it can't be in a water thing because the Water or marsh because, be yeah, the weapons would, no you good. Know, would sink. Yeah. And it's all your movement? And it has to be an unarmed unit. Yeah, looking for guns. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so you can't. <laughs> have your armed guys just scrounge for while they're you know yeah, looking for a lot of more guns. Um, and it has to be able to roll a two on a scrounging die roll. Wow, scrounging die roll, capital D R. Two it's roll dice. A two. Okay, so it's hard to do, and it takes the whole move. That's probably why we don't do yeah. that a lot, and we don't remember the roll. Yeah, uh, there's a it, it, there's a limit of one scrounging die roll per hex. Per movement phase, regardless of the number of units containing therein, which and that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and the unarmed unit is replaced with a green or conscript squad or half squad of its size and nationality. Because they're armed now. Because they're but, armed now. But armed low. Yes. Three three seven. Right. Three two six. Whatever. Uh, and you can scrounge wrecks, which we talked about during I think during our yeah, tanks that's episode come up before. Yeah. Yeah. Please refer back to episode X. 
Now, Dave, remember to place motion counters on qualifying vehicles. Boy, you got to do that. Usually, I usually remember that. I can't remember. I can't believe how many times I'll be playing with Joe and I'll and we'll be, or whoever, and I'll think, okay, I'll remember that. I'll remember that. And like thirty seconds later, I don't remember that because <laughs> you know I have a short term memory problem. Do Did you? you? Know Did you know that? <laughs> yeah, I do. Hey, but, you know, there are counters for almost everything. But you know what I often forget is advance phase. Sometimes I'll forget, oh, which, which ones did I advance? Oh. When he does that against me, I don't remind him. <laughs> Thanks. Um, anyway, place motion counters on qualifying vehicles or expand a stop movement point and stop those vehicles. Place a close con- uh, close combat counter if necessary. And now finally your gliders land. Thank goodness. Finally. They've been hanging up there I, for how yeah, long? Just like gliding since, down yeah. in like slow motion. Uh, all non-German 5-8 inch parachutes move one hex. This is because... Yeah, tell me why. They have a little control gear on it. The German pair of what are they parachutists yeah yeah it's easier to control them on the way down really so they can adjust a hex as they come in for oh landing. wow yeah and then all parachutes then land and all half inch parachutes are flipped over showing that they've landed yeah. i think so that's the end of the end of its, its movement, movement phase. phase and now we go on to end of the movement, movement phase. phase do you want to take this one dave Oh, sure. Each vehicle unable to leave and each glider parachute that landed in a terrain blaze location screams in agony. Yeah, that would be very unfortunate. Very unfortunate. They are eliminated. They cover everything in this rule book. They do. And... I could just see the guys sitting around there drinking. They're going, yeah, what what would happen if your parachute landed in a blaze? Uh, We better write a rule for that. Because we stopped it. And this is uh, coincidental because uh, listener Luke um, wrote to us this week, uh, just in the last day or two. And he said, um, in response to something we had said in episode 23, he said, Speaking of flames affecting a game, I was locked in melee with the Japanese in a building when the flame turned into a blaze and everyone died. <laughs> so. <laughs> I guess anything you can think of. If you have that, a flame in there, ha- you're supposed to move out before I guess it becomes are. a blaze. But if but you're in melee, what are you going to oh, do? Oh, yeah, you're locked in melee. Yeah. Unless somebody rolls a 12 and can withdraw. Oh, yes. Or but, snakes um, and gets the... Or snakes right? and gets the... Infiltration. Yeah. That's on the ambush roll. Um, we need to cover that in an episode, too. Yeah. Then up, we have the resolving wreck removal. Mm-hmm. And airdropped pre-1942 German multi-man counter may attempt to locate armed canisters. Wow. That's the ones that parachute in, they drop the canisters? They drop the, their arms separately He's from their... <laughs> well, yeah, I know what... And yeah. their arms come... <laughs> and they, I was trying to get it's, past it's, that without it's, the it's joke. It's kind of like the Monty Python guy. It's only a flesh wound. I still got my legs. <laughs> right? Or something like that. Oh. And <laughs> uh, yeah. Berserk. Units with no known enemy in line of sight return to good order. Oh, now that's oh. an interesting one. How does that happen? They, it, they because they're when they're berserk, they're going to run toward any known enemy. So if there isn't any known enemy, they just go back to correct. Now oh. let's assume 
Hmm. I was charging someone. Well, wait. Maybe you're skulking. You go first. Yeah. It, During they, your turn, you. S- oh no. No. Okay. No, I, okay, I get it. shot and I go berserk. Okay. Ula. Then it's that happened to me during your turn. You advance out of my line of sight, or you prep fire on me, and someone kills you. Yeah, and, and I, I KIA, KIA you. Oh no, yeah, KIA. someone else to be prep KIA. fires. Right, all my, my my machine gun nests can prep fire at you. Right, eliminate you, and then the berserk guy has no one to charge to. Right, yeah, okay. They thought of everything. And there's probably a lot more ways that can happen too. Yeah, there probably there probably are. Yep. And finally, the last thing of the end of the the movement phase, remove all residual firepower and half-inch smoke counters. Right. So the smoke, the half-inch smoke from the hand grenades just stays during the movement phase. And I believe they're printed in green, which corresponds to the green of the movement phase lettering on your play. Oh, that's good. Yes. That's a good way to remember that. Sorry. Remember to pull that smoke off. Wow. Well, that's the end of the movement phase. A lot going on there. We thought this was going to be easy. A lot going on there. We thought this would be an hour show, and it's now... An hour and 17 minutes and counting. Edit out a little bit, maybe? Yeah. Do you have anything else planned, Jeff? Uh, No, I think that's going to do it. We're going to keep it kind of short and sweet tonight. And uh, so... Next show, I'm uh, we've got several things planned for next show. We're not sure what's actually going to come up, and we don't really like to tell in advance anyway. Because <laughs> it only changes. It. It's always going to well, change. We have several people trying to line up for interviews. Yes, we have some really good guests coming up for interviews. Hopefully. Yeah. We, we may need to buy a new program to interview on the phone. Yeah, that's right. So we can take just phone through calls. Skype. Right. And uh, once we get some that done, we'll be able to push forward and yeah and the round table will be certainly soon. yeah round tables coming up we've got um a lot of good stuff so uh until next time folks uh, i guess we're going to wrap it up this time so thanks very very much for listening we'll look forward to talking to you next time and remember to roll low and may the dice be with you but, but not, not when, when you're, you're playing, playing us. us bye everybody see ya folks <laughs> <laughs>